1: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show for February 14th, 2022. It's Valentine's Day, hoes. We are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Sitting across from me is Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle Sauce Boss. It's my opinion, Jackson, that uh, the best thing you can give somebody for Valentine's Day is a sound story. Online at mysoundstory.com. Use the promo code TMA to get what are we giving? 10% off? Is that the deal? Yes. It's about my sound story.com. And now we got the cameras, so we can do that in here uh, in our studios, the TMA studios, and uh, get the gift that uh, you will love having and your loved one will love recording. It's Sound Story online at mysoundstory.com. The home loan studios is where we do them all. We are doing QFTA here today. Team McKernan at inside STL.com is where you can send them. We have a unique spot uh, today. We discovered, when did we discover it? Oh, right when we were about to do the design air heating yeah. and cooling email today on um, Ryan Kelly morning after, that um, our email was down. So Jackson and I have not been able to get emails, and so emails are coming in fast and furious now, but I didn't get, I guess I didn't get an email I don't know. I don't know when the last time I got emails. I got one from internally at Hubbard at 9.46 yesterday. You got that one. Yep. Point being we don't have the emails that we normally have for QFTA because we didn't have email. Just like we didn't have email of the day emails today because we didn't have email. The morning after at insidestl.com on the same server as T McKernan at insidestl.com. Now, because of the great buck swope, it's already been taken care of. Yes, sir. But uh, that 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 opens things up today. I'd like to do it how we did it a month ago, where I was doing it on Streamyard. So I guess I would just go home. You just go home and you'd record it that way. Would that be the best way to do it? That yeah, we can interact.
0: We can we can figure out a way to do it where we can do it on these mics on Streamyard. I just once uh, I get that learn how to do that, we can we can
1: get that done. It'll yeah.
0: be, we'll, we'll set it up a bit differently, but we can definitely uh, we can definitely do something. I want to do it live too. I like uh, having the live. Yeah, things. I like
1: that. So we'll we'll do this live. Um, and anytime you want to have a question, comment, erotic story read on the show, T McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T M C K E R N A N at InsideSTL.com. I would imagine we'll get some, but I figured they'd be more Super Bowl oriented. And we didn't get interview, uh, we didn't get emails until, well, just now, uh, but they're still floating around out there. Um, so, anyway, with all that said, uh, I want to make sure I tell the people about the Home Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert com. If you are in the market to buy a home, make sure you get pre-approved in 2022. Otherwise, you are going to be up against it because it is going to be a competitive home-buying market. Go to thehomeloanexpert.com and work with Ryan. He had that Super Bowl commercial oh, yeah. with the rocket. <laughs> uh, you can uh, work with Ryan. I've worked with Ryan. And you can go to thehomeloanexpert.com and work with him on getting pre-approved or refinancing. With interest rates going up, make sure, make sure, and I mean make sure, that you refinance now because the rates are going to be awfully different here in a few months, and therefore you want to make sure you take full advantage of it. Go to thehomeloanexpert.com. Surprisingly, it's pretty easy to do. I've done it, and therefore I can speak to it. Thehomeloanexpert.com, studio sponsor on the Tim McKernan Show. Once you get a home, get it insured with James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.com. Net, that's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800. For home, for life, for auto, for anything that's important enough to you to get insured, get it taken care of with the best in the business. My insurance agent, I made the switch to him, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800. Or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Some exciting news here. Well, I guess it's not official official. But uh, I said last week we're going to start having guests on the podcast. Joe Buck and I have been texting. He will be the first one to make a glorious return. If you are interested in hearing from people, um, guest-wise on the podcast, email me, tmckernan at insidestl.com. I'm looking forward to getting back into the interview thing. And uh, there is going to be, uh, barring a huge surprise, producer Joe is going to be in the guest booking game. Jackson, I told you and I told Iggy, Uh, I know Iggy and Joe have had their thing. um, And I know you have never really been a guest booker. Hmm. But uh, this isn't, uh, this is just, it's something that I, when we went to Hubbard, I had four things I wanted to do. Four things. What four things were those, Jackson? Four Uh, things.
0: uh, You wanted to get guests back on the podcast. You wanted to uh, uh, get the social media fired back up. Um, lesbianism.
1: And, <laughs> That's omnipresent.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't name
1: the. I can't name. No, I'll let you stop. But I, I like <laughs> that you added. Because a lot of those would fall into their own. TMA, Balloon Party, Sound Story, Tim McKernan Show Podcast. A diversification. Absolutely. And to put all of your eggs in any basket the TMA basket, the 101 ESPN basket, the Tim McCurney Show podcast basket, Soundstor—all everything moving all in to me isn't necessarily the best strategy. So, especially when we have four things that I want to do and we can all be involved in in some capacity. Um, and so it kind of diversifies, and uh, and this place allows us to do that, and uh, and so. Uh, one of the things that I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast really enjoyed were the interviews. And they went away with COVID. But also there's a process, and it's not a real pleasant one, to the guest booking experience. Jackson, you got a little taste of it.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a stressful gig. And uh, what I've noticed is almost everything I do in this job is something that like, I control. Like If it's editing audio or editing this or sending out emails, I, I do that guest booking most most of the work is completely out of your hands. You can't control when someone responds, you can't control how they respond. But at the end of the day, you're you have a clock and you got to get your guest in by the end of that clock. So it's a, it's a stressful gambit and it's just it's sometimes frustrating because you can do all you can and sometimes you still end up empty-handed.
1: Yeah, and so so initially, giving some backs, people seem to like this stuff, so I'll go Absolutely. Ahead and give it. Behind the scenes, things we we're talking about that with regards to the podcast and Balloon Party, because I really don't want guests on TMA. I mean, I'll do it, but it's not. I don't think it's the best place to get the best interview. That's the thought process behind not having guests on TMA. If there's breaking news, like if the Blues are going on a Stanley Cup playoff run, we'll be all over it and it'll be quick kind of interviews, kind of like what you would hear on Balloon Party. But otherwise, it's just a show that flows and it's a different kind of setup. Balloon Party is one thing and the podcast is another thing. And what my thought process will be: We'll get these. Ideally, we get them uh, in-depth interviews on Balloon Party, and then we can play. Excuse me, on the podcast, and then we can play clips of them on Balloon Party. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Along with Balloon Party guests that are specific to Balloon Party, but I love doing interviews, long-form interviews. Probably my favorite thing I do in this business is is long-form interviews, whether they be for Sound Story, or whether they be with someone like Joe Buck or like what. Pat Maroon and I have done, and I believe Pat is coming in this week to talk with uh, Tommy Mattern and me about uh, our podcast. So when Tommy and I were talking about it um, with regards to Balloon Party in in the podcast, he goes, you know what I can do? And we knew that Rockio was going to come over. Mm -hmm. Um, I can have Rockio work on it, because obviously when he was booking guests for Frank Cusimano and Bernie Miklas, those are two guest-oriented shows. Absolutely. And he's doing two of them a day. He's a great guest booker. But then as it plays out, you don't want to get in a spot. And this is this is radio into the weed stuff where Rockio is getting a one-hour show on 101 ESPN that is not in drive time uh, guests. And then not that Randy character or Michelle Smallman would be like, what in the world? Because that's just not their personalities. But – that it creates a weird spot for him. Like, who do you prioritize? That's Absolutely. a weird spot. And yep. the podcast, it's just a weird spot. So to Tommy's credit, he thought about that before uh, it even got to that point. He goes, you know what? I'd be interested in just hiring somebody to do it, you know, off-site, so to speak, and then to just book some. Do you have anybody in mind? I go, man, I know producer Joe was doing this for Jeff Passan before he went to – to ESPN when he was doing a podcast. He was booking the guests for Jeff Passon and whoever his co-host was. I don't know who his co-host was. Do you ever listen to that? I didn't listen to Mm-mm. it. But... Um, and so uh, I said, he would be he would be ideal if you're really up for it. Joe was interested in doing It's not 100% official, but Richard Dice, who was on Balloon Party today, was a producer Joe guest booking. And my thought with Jackson here is, and Jackson, you jump in. You tell me I'm, I'm talking about you. If you were to talk about me, I would jump in if I felt he like, was but you already have so much on your plate as it is mm. that to then throw on something that you've never really been taught to do, and it is a, it is is a—I actually would say it's the toughest thing that you can do in, in the TMA or Tim O'Kernan Show podcast or Balloon Party world, which is booking guests. It's a brutal process.
0: Yeah, it's a lot.
1: That it's better for somebody who has done it um, and who can kind of do it whenever and just like, okay, I got— you know, Richard Dye should be somebody I'd have on the podcast, actually. Absolutely. And he's good at 2 o'clock on Wednesday. Can you do it? I'd be like, sure, no problem. And then we have it, and then I have for the podcast, and then anything that is something that I think would be interesting, the Bloom Party listeners or TMA listeners or both can play them on those shows and then say, if you want to listen to the whole conversation, go listen to the podcast. That's the strategy. It's not really all that high-level shit, but that's what's going on. So I'm excited about that. So what am I saying to you, the audience? I'm saying this. Who would you like to hear on? Because now we're going to have somebody uh, booking, Uh, and that is uh, Producer Joe, who will do it. And who will, candidly, here's what I think. He will be motivated by what, Jackson? See if we're on the same page.
0: Oh, uh, sticking it right up Iggy's ass. That's
1: correct. Even though Iggy is not, nor has he been for a while, booking guests on the podcast, (laughs) That's just, I think, something that in, that Joe will – that'll just be like his thing, just like when he booked Katie Nolan for the show. I mean, that was, <laughs> Which is a great saga. That was as much of a shade play yeah, as it was anything else. Uh, so, with that said, I love these – now, I will go into – I, I want to try to get Tashara Jones on. I want to try to get Sam Page on. But what I want to make clear, I just like good conversations. Yep. I'm not looking for this to be meet the press. Um, if, if people want to come on and have a good conversation, I'm in. I don't really care what industry or category it would fall into. We can do politics, we can do porn, we can do sports, we can do entertainment, we can do media, we can do music, whatever. I just like a good conversation. And Jackson, I don't know if you've ever, you have not run a board for what you've run a, the board for Sound Story, mm-hmm. but you haven't run the board for an interview. No. Like, no. I guess you'll probably be on the board for me and Joe Buck here whenever we do that this week.
0: Yeah, I can't wait.
1: Um... I can't wait to meet Joe Buck. Gangster and, Pete wept during some of these interviews. You know? Yeah, I don't
0: see myself weeping too often unless the Tigers cut down the nets this uh, April. What if I got
1: Frank Haith Uh
0: I'd have a couple of questions myself. Uh, that would be—actually, a that would be actually, I would be locked in for that. look at that. We just got something. That would be really interesting. I think, But I think there's just—anytime you're doing long-form interviews, it opens up to really good, honest conversation that you rarely get on a I short-hitter book them. tour kind of interview. I you know? love doing them. Yeah. The, a, Joe,
1: the one with Joe, I don't even know what the hell we'll talk about, but, yeah, I mean, we'll just go.
0: Yeah, I think there's, I mean, just YouTube BSing. Like, that's what I, I always say when I – a podcast that I keep listening to or a show I always listen to is when they can – the hosts, or even just if it's a one host, can BS. If they can BS that's and talk game. about nothing, then I'm in.
1: And I listen to Joe's podcast with Oliver Hudson, and and Joe this past week was saying, oh, we got to get back to getting guests – but them BSing is what I like. But Absolutely. See, I'd like to have, like have a rotation. I know Rogan is immediate hot button amazing. The name is now hot button. Who's uh, not in politics, but hot button name. But I get the sense, I haven't watched or listened to his podcast in a while, I get the sense that he kind of has a rotation and he's just asking questions and curious and isn't judging. So initially when I started this podcast five years ago, I think for some people, because the style of the conversation wasn't, hold on, you said this, and I start challenging them. I'm just like, okay, you say this. I disagree, but you know, you're here. You're I'm not I don't want people to come in here and feel like they're going into the lion's den. I just want to hear their perspective, like a conversation. If you were having a conversation over dinner, over drinks, and somebody gave an opinion you didn't like, you wouldn't start screaming at them. No. So that's how I like to do interviews. If you like the confrontational style, this is probably not going to be for you. Not because I'm non-confrontational. I certainly will ask hard questions. I'd like to think I've established that over a few decades. But uh, because for a conversation, it's not going to be like, all right, let's sit down and have dinner and start screaming at each other.
0: No, that's because that's not conducive to quality
1: conversation. Yeah, it's, well, the key to a quality conversation is people being comfortable. Absolutely. And if somebody knows they're on the defensive, they're not going to be comfortable, and they're going to be like, fuck off. What is this? So anyway, with all of that said, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So if there are people you'd like to hear from... Um, and it can be like like I can see Gabe being on just because not because we're like okay let's talk about this recruiting <laughs> class and drink what you know it'd just be like we're just bullshitting yeah uh, I have some people in my bullshitting absolutely universe who I would just like to kind of have on as uh, as regular so with that said people have questions on uh, or people have suggestions email me team McKernan inside of Tailcap all right I put a thread up right before we got going here. For any questions, since we will do it live, also a picture of Ella Reese. Do you see the thread? Yeah, yeah, I saw
0: Ella Reese. Glad to, she's back. Tell
1: me, tell me, let me pull it up. Tell me, Mm -hmm. tell me, tell me, tell me, Mm. somebody in the stag world, straight appearance only, better. Now I know you're not necessarily working with the the library of knowledge on adult stars. Novice
0: in sense, Uh, she's gorgeous. I mean, about as good looking as you can. Yeah, I
1: don't know who. <laughs> Chasey Lane, when she first debuted, you which was before you were uh, I'm look her up before you were alive. Not on my work the, computer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, although coming from the studio, I don't think they'll be really surprised. <laughs> Kids. Um, yeah, but, but make sure it's Chase Lane, like nineteen ninety five or six and i wonder if this will translate to somebody who was born in 1998 or if it'd be like somebody like iggy showing me somebody who was born in, <laughs> in or you know a stag star from 1974 right wide bush um,
0: so yeah this picture of, of her have? in the is that her in the yeah that, that's a,
1: that's a that's a b picture
0: it's really solid though yeah uh but then there's also the pictures of her post that yeah, things Which got away. Yeah, it's, with, it's hard to it's yeah, hard no, get end, to Now the hey, ending, your the inning got away from us, but <laughs> but that's but why no, I she's, was
1: specific because I knew the inning did get away from us.
0: I'm still gonna go Ella Reese. Yeah, um, no, I,
1: I would. I, yeah, but Chasey Lane. At the, I mean, just in a, just in another. I don't even know who to compare it to. But either way, really got away. Yeah, <laughs> the more no, I scroll, be, it does not help. <laughs> yeah, somehow she was working at the Bunny Ranch. Ah, and I have no. I guess we were trying to get her on TMA. I think maybe we did. I'd be curious if we have that audio. <laughs> not that it was an award-winning <laughs> interview. And I'm on the phone with her, and I'm living on Washington Avenue, and we just wind up talking for like an hour. Right. Except it's not, you know, what 20-year-old me thought it was going to be, (laughs) because now things have changed. As I said, the inning got away from us. Right. And I'm like, this is incredible. I'm on the phone with Chasey Lane, and we're just bullshitting. It's a Friday afternoon, and we're just bullshitting. It's not sexual. We're just bullshitting. And this is this is surreal to me that this is going on. Yeah. Um, because she truly is, is still. I mean, that's nurse, Nancy, Chasey, Lane. That's yeah. that's the whole whatever. I don't even know what it means. I just know I say it. Um, speaking of things that we say on the show that really have no meaning but yet wind up becoming sayings, the TMASTL S T L shop. Mm. <laughs> uh, check that out. Jackson, you should be very proud of this. Your work I, you in, know- in Mike Flanagan of uh I don't even know the name of his company. but Inside Bowling. It, you know, oh, I'm a, there it is. I'm a... I'm a STL shop, because I think this is going to transcend yeah, TMA that's listeners.
0: That's the goal, is to... Because it's a... You know, and there's a lot to be proud of. A lot of it does not have to do with me. Mike Flanagan did an excellent job redesigning the website and getting... The way his company works is awesome. And then I really got, you know, the logo is so great that I think, you know, it has a lot of outside possibilities to people... Uh, you know, who don't, that's the goal really with this, with the new TMA tail shop is to, to reach people who don't listen to the show. If I see people wearing the shirts who have no idea what TMA even stands for, I'll be as happy as a clam because that's the goal is to reach a, a much broader audience. So you see the Mound City shirt, the B-Fib shirt uh, are geared not only mm-hmm. to our listeners, but to people in St. Louis in general, or people who are from St. Louis no longer live here. I think that is the the whole goal, and then of course we want to you know have our listeners give them a little sum so you get the free Dothem shirt, the Lemming shirt, the Five of Us uh, with the Plowsy on top special modification. So I think a, a ton to be proud of, and I really have loved you know we we launched it last week and it's been just an awesome week of merchandise stuff, and my and parents how are you can exhilarated stuff too. Oh yeah, which is great, and there's gonna that's so much value in that. Um, but my parents are also extremely exhilarated. Because Nothing your stuff is out of their. Uh, home. Yeah, they the living room and uh, garage is now clear of all gear, and so they're you know they Mike Flanagan stands and and everyone here at TMASTL stands Mike Flanagan.
1: The, it's uh it's impressive stuff. So if you're interested, TMASTLShop.com, all these shirts and hoodies are available in a variety of different colors, from size small to size four XL. Uh, that is where you can get your merch, and it's St. Louis-specific. Absolutely. Uh, it's not necessarily TMA-specific. So, TMASTLshop.com. So, we're getting questions here uh, via email, as kind of expected, would be the case. Uh, and you can send yours in anytime, stl.com now that the whole thing is open again. And I'm having some signal issues, but let's see which email address this came in. I got this one. So, this guy... I don't know if I can read his name, but he's got a tie to Los Angeles. And he just sent me this. I literally just got this. Quick update. Stan Kroenke still sucks. He went to the Super Bowl. Mm. Wore a shirt with uh, Kroenke and then the middle finger for the O uh, outside of SoFi Stadium. Stan Kroenke still sucks. As expected, the stadium itself is a palace. I kept wondering what could have been had we had an owner and civic leadership to put the same effort in back in St. Louis. Oh, well, I had a great time. The trouble does start when you leave SoFi and are deposited into Inglewood, where rioters jumped on the windshield of our shuttle bus and started rocking it and trying to board in front of indifferent cops. We got home safely, but that was annoying. Insult to injury after the way that game ended. Uh, My father-in-law showed this pick uh, around. People got a good kick out of it. It was fun repping the loo. We have a great thing going in St. Louis with or without the NFL and that comes from this gentleman in uh, Jackson, so you can see the picture of him outside of, with the st- great you
0: know. to see him repping, yeah, yeah those, uh, right outside Sofa. yeah, that's a uh, the stadium itself. I mean, I don't know if you could like hand create a cooler looking building, but yeah, the Inglewood deal isn't uh, isn't great. The LAX thing was a problem in the uh, development of the stadium. And I'm sure the traffic is a huge pain in the ass because you're coming, if you're going, you know, to the valley where a lot of Los Angelinos, that's correct. Yeah, Los Angelinos would live. That I assume is a brutal uh, traffic jam to go north. Um, But, you know, I think at the end of the day, I've heard that uh, Dodger Stadium is also a pain in the ass to get out of.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've been to both places, so far, right. I haven't been to the SoFi Stadium, but I was there when it was clearly being developed for a stadium, <laughs> even though it was October of 2015. Yeah, under Magical. the guise of a Walmart or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I saw that, and then I've also been to games at Dodger Stadium. But since I was covering games, I wasn't leaving at the same time as yeah, the crowd. Yeah, gotcha. But it is—it's like these like side roads up the hill. Yeah. And then the stadium. The parking lot is where the roof is. So if you're picturing Bush Stadium and, like, the roof, have you been to Dodger Stadium?
0: No, I've never
1: went uh, to LA once. It's it's where the parking lot is, We're up up behind home plate. That's where the parking lot is. So that's why it's a ravine, Chavez yeah, Ravine. exactly. It's in there. Yeah. yeah. So when you're in that parking lot behind home plate, you can clearly see downtown right. uh, Los Angeles. And then I don't know what direction that is. But, and uh, then
0: Staples is, well, I guess now crypto.com, but that's downtown LA right?
1: So like, that, that's correct. That's yeah, a you different ball. drive past game. that on your way to Dodger Stadium, assuming right. like okay. uh, I'd stay in Santa Monica often when I would go there. And so that is, uh, it's, I mean, the stadium does look outstanding. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, I see some of these emails that are coming in are Super Bowl oriented as I expected. Um, yeah, I said this on TMA, Jay and Iggy weren't really upset about it. Uh, talked about it on, on one ESPN. So, you know to elaborate on it a little bit more here um, yeah i was surprised by how much it just it just was it's oh, it's over now mm-hmm. you talked about your relief on 101 ESPN when we were doing our show but it's, it's it is over there's there's no there's no more victory for st louis yep the victory for st louis even though it really wouldn't have it, it kind of reminded me of like the the pathetic i think it's pathetic anyway March or April tradition of Missouri basketball fans being relegated to being anti-Kansas fans. Uh-huh. I was like, "Is that really what we got?" But I guess <laughs> that's what we got, and it's you know, like that's the win. Yes, Kansas lost. How do you do? We weren't in the tournament, but you know, <laughs> so that's I'm like, that's kind of sad. But it's like it's over. Yeah. It is over. Right. He won- if he could hand pick the Super Bowl to win.
0: Oh yeah, couldn't.
1: Pick it was that it. one. Yeah, I couldn't pick up but... in that building. Yeah, in those circumstances, with you know, with who he went out and got and and Matthew Stafford and, you know, Von Miller going all in, yep. him having a key role in that defense and the pressure that Burrow was under in the second half in no particular. Doubt. Yeah, it bothers me. Yeah. Uh, I wish it didn't. I, I guess the, uh, you know, the the hashtag thing for the cools would be, to say it didn't or, you know, everybody needs to get over it. And I'm sure for a lot of people, it doesn't bother them. They don't care. But I have to be honest. I mean, i yeah. talk about something. It bothers me.
0: Oh, yeah. It bothers, it bothers the hell out of me. And when I say, like, relieved, I would say it's kind of like the Band-Aid is officially off. The lawsuit is settled. They've won their Super Bowl at home. And, you know, there's no, you know, there's no higher victory for Stan. There's no worse defeat for St. Louis. And so now you can rip the Band-Aid off and essentially the wound can begin to heal. You know, it can start a, for me at least, it'll start leaving my mind more and more because there's nothing like they've won their Super Bowl, they've they've did it. Schefter tweeted out LA now has their second championship, which grosses me out, but uh, and it leaves up important context. But at the same time, it's like there's nothing for me to root against anymore. They've already climbed the mountain, and so now I can begin full healing process and getting it out of my mind. And it's still, you know, it sucked. There's the team it was my childhood. It was rooting for the Rams. It was a time where me, my brother, and my dad could sit every Sunday and complain that they stink. And, you know, for as many bad games as there was, it was still something we all did right. together and yep. loved as a family. And it's taken from you, and you get it. Sports are businesses. And for me at 17, it was a swift kick in the ass to learn how businessy sports can be. Um, but. You know, now I can let the wound heal and, you know, rally around what we still have. We still have the Blues and the Cardinals and MLS franchise and all the local college teams. So, you know, it could be But that's worse. the thing. Nothing,
1: nothing replaced. That's it's a it's void th- that never is filled. I like talk that. about Joe Strauss oftentimes. It's it's a void that is going to be incredibly difficult to yep. fill because there was a certain Absolutely. thing there that he uh, had to have a certain personality and ability and a lack of fear and a lack of fucking caring, really, uh, in order to do what he did. All due respect, I don't know. I guess it's just a qualifier because I really don't. This is how I feel. I mean, XFL and the NFL really, we're gonna, you know. Yeah, I mean, not the people are saying no, but, but it's not the, the, the Battle same. Hawks thing, you know. And and then also the MLS, and I'm excited about the MLS in particular to take my son to games, and yeah. I think it will be a different vibe. But it is the MLS, right? It's just like I'm. I, I mean, I think I said it on this show, or maybe it was on Bloom Party, wherever. That the Blues winning the Stanley Cup in a stunning development was one of my most favorite sports memories ever. And if you would have told me that before the Cardinals won the World Series in 2006 and 2011, that that would be it, uh, it would be hard to imagine that because I just am not into regular season hockey at the same level I am into or was into regular season baseball or regular season NFL with the Rams or college football. And those two months in 2019 are incredible because of how it's every other night your emotions are on edge so the nhl wasn't even there with the nfl now nope. that might upset some people in st louis but i'm talking about from a cachet standpoint from, right. a, from a global but specifically national element it's just not there and it, it's not going to be replaced it's over st louis not only had their hearts ripped out six years ago now but also it, it's like it came back Yep. You know, yep. And, and 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 it was just the absolute perfect script for Stan Kroenke and Kevin Demoff.
0: Oh, absolutely. And 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 to more to why I was so you know, for the years and years I would root for the Rams and they were terrible. I just I justified in my mind I said one day they're gonna lift the Lombardi trophy and the St. Louis Rams will be champions again and I'll just be the happiest human being on the planet earth. And then they moved and then they win the championship, except it's says L.A. Rams, not Saint Louis Rams, which kind of was like, wow, like I, I it, it almost felt like it was like a waste of my time doing it because it was just all predetermined to be like almost like a developmental team for the L.A. It's
1: thing. a brutal thing. I don't know. I touched on it briefly on T.M.A. It's a different kind of if you're if you're picking like gut punch moments. This right. is this isn't a this isn't a gut punch because a gut punch comes out of nowhere. This right. is. This is like a long lingering, and then the body is basically yeah. dying, and then just a final kick in the balls. Right.
0: It's a knockout that was in the last round.
1: That it, it, that's that been going on, though, for six, it's really been going on for a decade. It's brutal. I mean, there's just no way around it. I mean, is it ruining my day? No. But for the purpose of what I talk about here on TMA and on 101 and on the podcast, yeah, I can't. I know, I mean, I'm dwelling on it from that standpoint, and it's brutal, and I don't know what compares. I don't know what compares, because you're losing a franchise, and the whole motivation was go to Los Angeles, build that building, host a Super Bowl, and then that franchise that shit on the region on its way out the door, on his way out the door, on their way out the door, and they all knew what they were doing for months in advance. Then goes and on that stage in that building wins the Super Bowl on what was, and listen, it's not the reason they won, but a really shitty holding call yep. with Logan Wilson and Cooper Cup. And that was a monster play that I feel like is getting very little attention, but yep. whatever. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm legitimately, I'm so legitimately surprised how down I am about it. Yeah. And, and, and if people are, great. And if they're not, great. Some people are like, Oh, you need to get over it. Fine, fuck off. I mean if, if <laughs> yeah. you're if you aren't then cool, you know. Great. Yeah. But but, it's, but for me, so, I think about it, we're never going to have that again. No, the, you know, you're absolutely won't have right. that again.
0: you cannot fill that void of an NFL franchise. And like I you know, like I said, that was my whole life I dreamt of watching the Rams win the Super Bowl. And I saw it, you know, last night, but it just unfortunately was nice shot. And if it just unfortunately was uh, a different city that gets the, the ring and you know, I, I, like, I like a ton of the players on the team, too, which kind of even hurts even more because I would love to hate all of them. But I like Aaron Donald a lot. I'm a big OBJ guy, have been forever. Uh, it's great to see Matt Stafford, who grinded his whole career in a shitty NFL franchise and finally get his ring. And, you know, there's a bunch of people you like to root for. Johnny Hecker was a great St. Louis Ram who did a lot for the community. But at the end of the day, it's it's not – it hurts. It hurts. It really does hurt. And you can't, and you can't just, you know, and then like I, like you said, if, if you're cool with it and have moved on, God bless you, that's probably healthy. But at the same time, you know, it's still, it's going to linger for a little bit to see that and all the post stuff about it. that's why as soon as they won, I left my buddy's house. Is that like, all right? Oh yeah. I wasn't going to stick around and watch the steamer get that trophy or the BS celebration afterwards. God bless the players. I'm glad for them. Especially glad for Aaron Donald because, you know, that's such a cool story about him. But at the end of the day, you know, sorry, Stan, but I'm not interested in watching you.
1: Uh, We got another Super Bowl question here. Sweet. On the heels of the Rams winning the Super Bowl, I wanted to go to a more feel-good route with my question today. For both Tim and Jackson, what is something you've been involved with that you are most proud to have been a part of? doesn't necessarily have to be professionally. It can be something in your personal life, a project you were involved with, a physical. Oh, wow, so I thought this was going to be, I thought I was segueing to a different Super Bowl angle, but I didn't read the full question. This is on the fan page. Uh, apologies that this isn't an erotic question and or story. Unless you want it to be, then fire away. Thanks, as always, fellas. All right, Jackson. No, I'm this going is to good. go to you first. Uh, professionally or personally, would you be most I guess proud I got, of I got. A, wow, just kind of a, what do we got here?
0: I got two things, I guess. Uh, every... St- other year, my fraternity, AAPI at Mizzou, would do something called Rockathon. One of our brothers yeah, you've a, talked about this. Yeah, rocking chair for three days, and we go around Columbia, you know, canning to, for money, you know, having cans and ask them to donate, and we raised 110 grand for American Cancer Society. My wow, wow, junior wow. year of co- college, which was awesome, very impressive, sir. Thank you. And another thing that I'm super proud of that I did in high school, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a I'm a man of the Jewish faith, but, uh, you know, my religious experience is just, you know, I go to the temple on the high holidays and I was bar mitzvah and I, and I love the culture, the Jewish culture, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the most religious person. But in high school, I did a thing called student to student, which was we would go around to either, you know, religious schools, non-Jewish religious schools, or just schools that don't have any Jewish students. And just explain what Judaism is and, you know, that people who are Jewish are just like you, you know, and we do the exact same things as you. And a lot of the kids and we would go to these schools and they had never either never never met a Jewish person, never been in the class with a Jewish person. And I thought it was a really cool experience to inform people about, you know, that, you know, because there's a, a still to this day, a lot of prejudice against the Jewish people so to try to change that narrative just explaining that hey we're we're just like you we uh, you know I play on the basketball team we'll do you know we're playing you guys tonight kind of deal like it's all the same Jewish people are just like you and me and so it was a it was a really cool experience to kind of educate people and I think it, it does a lot of good something like that does a lot of good to help change a narrative that has been plaguing people you know, people of my faith, my ancestors for a long time. So that's something I'm really, really
1: proud of. That's a good one, sir. Thank you. Uh, let's see. I'm proud that TMA has lasted as long as it has because I know uh, what's what it's taken to do that. I think I'll always be proud of that. I'm proud of TMA talking about the Rams moving before they moved. I'll always be proud of that. Yep. I'm hitting holes here. I'm hitting holes. Um, I will always – this wasn't the question, but I will always – always i will die with this uh hate the way i conducted myself in relationships um specifically my first marriage um just immaturity i mean there's there's no other way to describe it but um i don't care um what the the circumstances are uh if you're the guilty party you take responsibility um, and i hate I hate that because it's been at this point now almost 15 years, and it still bothers me. Yeah. Um, and so that is something that I suppose, in a sense, what I'm proud of is that I recognized, um, you know, and changed. But it still doesn't fix. Like we're talking about replacing, yeah, voids of NFL. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't give uh, her that time back or me that time back and time is as time goes on you realize how valuable time is i don't if you're thinking that time is valuable at 23 that is incredibly wise i don't know if you can feel that way at 23
0: my father always told me time is the great equalizer
1: yeah I, and it's just one of those things and i haven't I, i'm anxious to talk about this with joe buck when he's on because i hear him talking about it now when he is he's born in 69 so whatever the hell that makes him what does that make him 53 he'll be 53 in april his yeah, birthday's right. in april um and he's got three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I didn't, when I turned 40, I'm just like, God, I don't think anything, I don't know what the deal with this is. I was working out. I hadn't torn my shoulder labrum yet. Right. So I was in, p- perhaps legitimately, people say it, but I think I really was. And I wouldn't say now, but in 2006, I'm like, God, I think I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. Right. Because I was lifting and cardio and, you know, whatever. And uh, and then when our son was born, I'm like, oh, man, this is great and then just it's over the last couple years probably my shoulder injury then I started becoming more cognizant of time and and once you are and then how quickly it moves right which is why and then also I think this is what plays a role in me in the in the Florida thing and I don't maybe it's it's almost like like if I knew 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 New. New is different than think. If I knew there was no afterlife, for mm-hmm. example, I almost wouldn't want to tell and I'm sure some scientists are going, Well, I can tell you. <laughs> but but I, I would I would not necessarily want to tell people because I it's a good thing that they can have hope, for lack of better terms. So right. what's bad about that? Yeah. Um, unless the byproduct of that hope is a religion that then discriminates and or treats people poorly because it's right. in the name of God, right, you know, right. but exactly. with all, with all of that said, um, it's almost better to not know about other places to live if you can't live there. hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in a way it's like, oh, I developed this drug habit, except it's not narcotics. It's living somewhere where it's warm and, you know, just for me, a better kind of life, but I can't live there at this particular moment. And uh, and I think, well, it's like, oh, we'll get there. Yeah, but time is passing, and that's got value. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. And so when I think about things to be proud of and or not be proud of, it's like, yeah, I'm proud that I changed. I'm proud that I'm not that guy that I hear in the clips on The Morning Grind. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't recognize that guy. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that guy, really. I mean, I'm that guy, but I don't know what I was doing that made me act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I think the audience liked me more when I was like that, but I didn't like myself. Right. Uh and I didn't realize I didn't like myself, but now looking at it, I didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. And then um and then with with a marriage and you I don't want to say it, it failed, because then it's like you know, like I built a DraftKings roster. And, right. You know, Fail is a tough. It's a, that's fa- a failed is failed is blaming something else. It leaves out a lot of details. Failed is ta- not taking accountability. Yeah. My fucking fault. Period. Mm-hmm. And I hate that mm-hmm. because that's that's not only years of my life. Really, the right way to look at it is I took somebody else's years. And I was not a good husband, and I hate that. And that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go away. As right. I can tell, I'll tell you, Jackson, not that I would look at you as having any of the personality traits that I had, but, uh, you know, for those of you who are either in a marriage or going to get married, which is probably you in the next decade or so, uh, yeah, you don't, it's just not something to take lightly because those years are valuable, but you're also taking somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think about that. So I'm proud that I changed. But I but in order to be proud that you changed, you have to also acknowledge that you were not good. Right. right. And it's I a hate, process. I hate that. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. Um.
0: All the money that the show and the listeners have raised for charitable foundations that's been
1: incredible. That's something to certainly be proud. Of. That's that's been incredible. But I have to say on that, I think for me to talk about that, not, and I get what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. It's not like look at us. Right. Right. I guess, I suppose we were the um conduit. Conduit, yeah, yeah, that 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 played a role in it happening, but really it was the audience who did it. Absolutely. So uh there's that I really like the question. It's That's not something I really question. ever well on, especially I mean, on a Monday after the Rams. Yeah, the I, mean, I was just, I, I, and I and I saw the way the paragraph started with Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, he's going to take a different angle on the Super Bowl. So I'm curious what direction he's going to go. And then it went that direction. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't expect that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. I, I probably would have finished with this question. Maybe we'll finish with it anyway, even though we got some emails here. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, non-like important shit. I'm proud of the fact that. I've gotten to be decent at golf when I didn't play for 10 years and just kind of picked it up five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't help but go, what if I would have been playing when I was like in my teens and my 20s and if I wouldn't have stopped playing at all in my 30s? You know, not to say that I'd be like, wow, fuck, I'd be out, you know, heading to Riviera this weekend. But, um, that, that And I guess that just makes me think of of time and missed opportunities, which is why, when it's just me and you bullshitting, which I realize it is now, but there's an audience, right? that I love that I can kind of go, which I will do with my sons,
0: uh-huh.
1: I've walked the road, here are some of the things that I did wrong. Now, I'm not telling you to do them, no. but I am going to tell you, here is... How, especially with this business, oh yeah, you will be given oh, information.
0: The biggest thing that I've taken from my year and some change working here, and just in general in life, is always be a sponge of, for knowledge. Always take—you don't have to use every piece of knowledge you get, but absorb it and remember it, because that—I mean—is there any better guide guide to have than people's experiences and a wide variety of people's experiences? And using that to better your journey, I think that's so crucial. And if you you know, just pay it no mind, I think you're doing yourself a huge disservice. I think taking in all the information you can when it comes to something as difficult as not only professional life but personal life stuff is, is key. And that's great for coping with t- troubles and stuff is knowing that people have been down a similar road and taking their knowledge and using it yeah. I think is so valuable uh, in so much of life. I wish I was more of a sponge uh, during my – in school, yeah, yeah, I wish I was sh- I a, share that, I wish I was a bigger uh, sponge in school, but uh, you can essentially fill that void that you've missed sometimes in education and people's personal lives and people's personal experiences. And using that as a, as a guide, either positive or negatively, uh, down the road, I think is super valuable.
1: Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because you are positioned, especially with your makeup, to, if you want to do it in this industry with the kind of the seeing what you're seeing and being around what you're being around and now having been around, you mm-hmm. know, some good and, and otherwise right. situations. definitely. That you can see what works and why people are happy at some places and what doesn't work. Absolutely. And in, in a way, even though it's unfortunate that you have to experience those things, it's good because then it makes you appreciate the good things but then also see what it is that made people unhappy at some places yep. and made them happy at others. Yep. And that is that is valuable. Absolutely. Um yeah, I, I, that's the thing I just want to convey, because I know a lot of the people who listen to this are younger than me, not like crazy younger, but um, the value of time. But at the same time, you can you can sit there. I don't think you can do it. Sometimes I'll think to myself, how because I know TMA, at some point it has to end. It just has to. It has to end. Right. I don't know when, um, but it has to end. And so I am cognizant that we get to do... TMA, in specific. I'm now appreciative of a balloon party, which yeah. I wasn't in the first couple of days. <laughs> right. But now that I know you know, what is wanted and what I can do and what you can do with it, I, I'm like, okay, this is great that we get a chance to just do this one-hour Absolutely. show and actually talk sports, and I'm, I'm enjoying it now. It's a great avenue. Yeah, it really is, and it's per, it's a nice one-hour thing. Still get to do TMA, not moving TMA slot. Nobody's losing a job or anything like that. Right. Everybody is either whole or making more than they were this time three months ago great wonderful yep so i'm appreciative of 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 that but still the thing that i want to keep going back to is time and it's not so when i think of tma it's not like i'm going i need to hold on to this yeah it's like man i'm grateful that this is going that this that this exists the thing that i guess and what i'm saying about time is not to sit and go man this is great because you know you can do that but what's that going to do is be aware of it that it that it isn't infinite, which is an obvious statement, but that it the thing that I think I keep going back to is I'm 45 now, and to me, I mean, I can picture Uh being 23 because I can see video of myself (laughs) at 23, and I'm working with Doug at KMOV in 2000, and while it was a while ago, it wasn't that far ago, that that far back. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm just as close to that as I am to 67. Mm. And that... And then my dad, just kind of bullshitting, I don't even know where we were. I think we were sitting having lunch at Biggie's, actually. Mm. And it wasn't it wasn't intended to be—it's kind of like the end of uh, Don't Look Up, even though I recognize that was supposed to be poignant, where DiCaprio goes, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, the, the thing of it is, we really did have it all, you know, yeah. something like that. Right, right. And it's just kind of like this moment of reflection. And it's very pure. Absolutely. And the way it was said, it, I think it kind of brought that to a lot of people who watched that movie, that that became like this holy shit, you yeah. know? And my dad just kind of like offhanded, because he always wants to be in Hilton Head. Yeah. And he goes, you know, the thing is, you work your ass off to get to this point, and then, you know, you, you get to the point, and then you kind of got some health situations or yeah. whatever they might have, and you can't necessarily enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. And so it's it's not he's not going, man, I should have enjoyed when I was thirty and I should have enjoyed when I was forty. That's not what he's saying. He's saying do something about it. Yeah. Do something. If you listen, and if you just gotta swim with the, the rest of the fish, then that's what you gotta do. Or if you just don't have the ability. But if you are in a spot where you can go, I can take a chance, you know, or I can do something about it, that is what I think about with time. That's the thing. Yeah. And I and I don't want to say because it's not absolute, but I do say, and I know I've said it to you. Regret the things you do, not the things that you didn't do. Right, you know. Okay, I hear you. Take what you're the about. shot. So, if Hubbard fired us today, we'd be fine. I mean, I don't. like It's not something I'm like looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's kind of like it's over. The game. The game is. And by I, it's over, I mean at this point we don't need a radio station. Obviously, we're on YouTube. We yeah, can go podcast. It just it's. Over. And by that I mean it's over. We've checked the box. We don't need it anymore. Yeah, it's great. That is very liberating. Absolutely, I'm not looking to be fired. We couldn't be happier. On a one to ten. It's a ten. It's fucking nuts. But at Absolutely. the same time, I recognize, as I say often, I'm like a college football coach. I am hired to be fired at this at this point in my career, inevitably. And I kind of just joke with them. About it. I said, "No, you're probably going to have to fire me someday. That's the deal." But I'll be fine. I own the content, and we'll go to TMA somewhere else. But yep. as long as we're here, this will be wonderful. Absolutely. So with all of that said, I'm incredibly grateful for it. But I've said to you, regret the things you do, not the things that you don't do. And I am also at peace that even though I kind of had to step out of a comfort lane because it was comfortable at KFNS. Yeah. Once some things changed, it was comfortable at KFNS. Super comfortable. Uh huh. And I don't think it would be right to get into what uh, was put on the table to, to to keep us, but it was incredibly attractive, Absolutely. beyond attractive. And I could have lived in and moved to Jupiter, Florida, which is perhaps more important to me than anything at this particular moment in my life but i felt like you know what i've always turned down these opportunities i turned down denver and fox sports rocky mountain i don't think it's fox sports rocky mountain it's something else now what the hell is it root sports maybe Hmm. i turned down sny and i left camo v and i turned down other radio opportunities i'm like i'm finally just gonna i'm just gonna do it even though it's going to be, quote-unquote, uncomfortable. I'm just going to finally—you don't always get these opportunities. Absolutely. And so I want to take the chance, and then that way I will regret what I did, or at the very least I will know what it would be like. So right. in 10 years, I went, oh, man, I wonder what would have happened if we would have gone to Hubbard. And that's what I mean by being cognizant of time, to sit around and go, Well, isn't this great? That didn't necessarily, I mean, it's wonderful if you can do it, but it still doesn't stop time. Yep. So in that sense, you don't necessarily have regrets or wishes or, man, I wish it was 25 because then I'd do this. To be cognizant of the fact that, you know, this four-year-old who sleeps on a couch with me right mm-hmm. now. And who can't get enough of me. Realistically, in less than 10 years, won't want to be around me. Mm. Now, he'll ideally come back in another 10 years and then we'll be best friends again. But I know it's coming. So I need to savor that because I kind of know how it plays out. Cognizant of time. Um, To be aware that, okay, yeah, I mean, I can live here, but... And then hopefully I get to Florida when I'm 65 or something like that. But fuck, man, the technology now allows me to do it. And I can still fly back here and meet with clients or whatever. That's important to me. It's important to my wife. We don't want to... The best way I can describe it is when we're down there, we want time to slow down. Yeah. From December through I don't know what here, we want time to speed up. And that's not... For me, for me, I'm not saying for anybody else, that's not a way... To live. Nope. And so if you find it, whatever it is for somebody, somebody could be living and take your pick of whatever. Like, I just want to get home because I want to be around my family and that's where I will be at my happiest. Then that can be St. Louis. That's great. For me and for my wife, we live mm-hmm. when we are outdoors. Mm-hmm. And to sit inside the house isn't the way that we personally live. And so I'm cognizant of, I'm like, yeah, it's a year, but fuck, it is a year. It yeah. counts. I don't have like an un endless supply
0: no nothing's infinite
1: and that is something that when i think about all of this stuff that's the stuff that i you know and so something you want to be proud about to me is taking doing something that you know people around you might be like fuck off or what are you doing but you think it's the right thing for you and your family and therefore you do it that's a that's a tough decision that you think is the right decision. I admire politicians who I think do that. I don't think there are a whole lot at this particular moment, but I do think there have been, I admire bosses Mm -hmm. who think that or managers who do that. Um, it might not be popular, but you know, it's the right decision. You're acting in what you think is the greater good. Um, and that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about being, being proud of. Um, so, yeah, in a way, I, I suppose, I mean, I, I can be talking to somebody who's in their 50s, much less somebody who's in their 20s. Any point in between doesn't matter. or older. But that's something that I think about a lot, Jackson, is time. Yeah, absolutely. And I hadn't thought about it at all up until, I don't know, within the last couple of years. It wasn't when my son was born, but I'm sure it's because my son was born right. that I thought about it. Right. So what I'm talking about with talking with Joe, if we even get to it, uh, Buck... Because I hear him talking about it, and he was talking about with his, you know, he has two older daughters, both in their 20s, uh, both super successful, I think. And he has two three-year-olds. Yeah. So he's got this wide delta. Absolutely. And he's like, yeah, when my sons are in their, you know, in high school years, I'll just be slobbering, you know, (laughs) on myself at 65. And certainly that can happen you know at the same time al michael's just called the super bowl at 77 it's yeah, just, I it just kind of depends on what the last couple of presidents are all you right. know in their older ages so what uh, what cards you're dealt but um it just being cognizant that it doesn't go on forever and don't make decisions based on that it will now again you also don't go okay well then i'm going to blow my bankroll on this because i don't know if i'm going to have 2023 yeah uh there is a balance there but that's something And I don't know if I'm necessarily proud of it because I think I'd be, I think life would be more pleasant if you didn't think that way. And I don't think many people think of it because thinking of morbidity is not a pleasant
0: thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's a great point. I think that's what often brings me back. I often talk about my interest in space and, uh, you know, the universe is infinite. Death is infinite, but our brains are finite. We have a certain amount of brain power, so we really can't comprehend morality and the space around us because it's so infinite, we operate finite. When do I need to be here? When is this? How long do I have there? All of that is finite. We can't really think infinitely. So that's why it always interests me. And I think it's good to think about stuff like that and critically think about it because everyone has a finish line. There's a finish line for everyone. No one lives forever. So I think it's good to recognize that value and take more of it in because, you know, that you can measure. You can you can think of, I only have this amount of time left. Let's get some stuff done that I want to get done. And let's value what I have now so I never, ever, you know, think later on in life. I wish I valued that time more. So I think that's super valuable to think about stuff like that. Because if you don't, it'll just come to you one day. Eventually, you will think like that. And you want to do it at a certain point of your life and then think about it. Because then you can, you know, use some of those thoughts and, I want to live like this. I want to live like that and not have to think yeah. about, you know, like I think you said, I, I really do. I'm not, not
1: setting up your library, although I am, but you know who talks about this? The great Mark Hanna. He really, I swear <laughs> to you, he does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because when I had, I had a career decision going right around this time last year, as a matter of fact, we're almost a year to the day where it all started. Yeah. Um. And, and I was saying, it's just really important to us to be able to live in, in Jupiter. We've, we're just so fucking happy. Right. You know, I wish it were like, I don't know, Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, I might not play well here, but I don't know, like Springfield, Illinois or Springfield, Missouri, because I think there's a there's a thing attached with Jupiter that is not necessarily accurate. But whatever. I just like warm weather. Sure. That, that's the bottom line. It's I don't not like a, sitting inside my house yeah, for not. four or five months. Yeah. Or if I go outside, it's like, yeah, you can play golf. I mean, it's 40 degrees <laughs> yeah. and it's wet it's and like shitty. That. That's not, no. you know. I just I like being outside. I like to be out outside. I like to have like booze outside. I oh, like yeah. being around. Well, I, the thing that here's the thing that I would say separates it for me, because my wife is in her you know mindset on it. Because you know how it is with Facebook and Instagram. Here are your memories. Oh, like, yeah. oh God, I do not want to look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd open up the door to go downstairs and do the show. When we we're living down there, and we'd see the sun. Yep. And there's just something. For me, I'm not saying for everybody, but there is something to that. If you do not deal with it and you're fine with it, then God bless. I, again, I envy that. I envy those who are religious. I envy those who are just like, yeah, I don't fucking care. I'm happy if it's 20 degrees. I'm happy if it's 90 degrees. Yeah. You know, I'm not that way, unfortunately. And so with all of that said... The thought process that you're speaking to of taking advantage of things while you're aware of them, you know, I, I certainly look back. I remember thinking on my last day of school at St. Louis U High going, why in the fuck did I take this so seriously? Yeah. And I thought it while I was in a classroom, I can picture the class and the teacher and the whole thing. Like, Why? Why didn't I enjoy this more? And now I look back on my time in Columbia, Missouri and going, my God. I should have enjoyed the hell out of that. What a situation that was! Oh yeah, definitely. You know, oh yeah, it hit
0: me hard too. And you're, well, you're not that far removed from it, right? Well, it hit me. Well, I think a lot of it came because not I wasn't robbed. That would be a very selfish way of looking at it. But I didn't have a second half of my senior year, you know, I because of COVID. I mean, we got shut down. So, you know what you know you always think you have more time than you do and then when it literally says like all right school's online yeah. we're done you're graduating yeah, yeah you just had it ripped from you. yeah it's like it's like a snap thing where you have to start thinking differently and you never really yeah you know, they always say like you never know the, what the glory days are until they're over but it's like you know it's it's something that you want to be cognizant of but it's hard to you know especially in high school and college it's
1: because yeah. you think time is infinite absolutely so in a way, I don't know I don't know when people arrive. I'd be curious email me team at Maybe some of you haven't arrived there. I don't know For, I, I think I arrived there later mm. and I'm talking about like this recognition I don't know I really don't know what caused it, but it was somewhere in between 40 and 43. Mm-hmm. My son was born when I was forty. um our first son and obviously uh say obviously but we had another child here two and a half weeks ago and and i love the way that it played out yeah you know because i was not mature enough to be a good father talking about being immature and being a shitty husband my god i would have that would have been awful for a child to be born into the way i was acting you know mm-hmm. it was just whatever i mean going to strip bars until four <laughs> in the morning don't get me wrong super fun but just 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 something you do like when you're 21 not when you're 31 for me, for me, for me, if you're still doing it at 31, God bless. But for me uh, and being married, uh, that was just not, that's just not, that's just something I look back on and go, what the fuck? Um, so with that said, I think, you know, there's that song, Tim McGraw, Live Like You Were Dying, about his dad, mm-hmm. Todd McGraw, pitched for the Phillies, uh, and how he started living once he was diagnosed, I think, with brain cancer. And I think that that, you know, people have, and there's a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. I know you're a, a student of Curb Your Enthusiasm
0: uh-huh.
1: in, in in the last season in oh, which yeah. the stage four, in the stage four wisdom. Stage four wisdom, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It obviously was satirical, but... It has a lot yeah. of value. Yeah, I mean, you see things with a different clarity. Absolutely, yeah. So this question about what, being proud, is not necessarily the probably where this gentleman expected it to wind <laughs> up, although I like it because it totally got me to forget about uh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. And... Uh, and got me into some things that, that this is, you know, really more who I am, which is more whatever, I don't know what the right word for it would be, introspective, philosophical. But, yeah, like when we interview people for Sound Story, which to me is like our chance to see the answer key or yep. hear the answer key, yep. what do people spend time talking about? Their families and how, and it almost always the same. What are your favorite memories? Well, it's when the family is all together. Absolutely, That's, yeah. You, that, know, they the you never holidays. hear
0: people talk about career stuff i
1: mean they will when i ask but it's it's like a sliver of the pie when we do a sound story yeah um and it's not like i don't ask i mean it's a sliver of the pie but it's kind of now i also think when i think about this stuff it's like man i should have just fucked off during high school i should have just fucked off during college it's easy to say that kind of like somebody who's 75 and comes in here and tells her life story and goes yeah you know i wish i would have spent more time with my family but well, we do have to have responsibilities Absolutely. when we are even, you know, certainly even. I mean, my God, I go two-week-old when when you're younger. Yeah,
0: oh, 100%.
1: Because in order to get through high school, to get to college, you have to perform. In order to get through college and then ideally get a job in the field that you studied in, you have to perform. So Absolutely. it can't just be fuck off. But that's why I go back to the balance thing, the balance thing. Maybe that's the thing.
0: Oh, it's you know, all about balance. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, I don't know if it's for some people, like somebody who's scatterbrained as me— a routine, which then allows you, it's like I basically eat and drink the same thing. At the, <laughs> you probably can, you can at least do my yeah, first five hours of the for day. Sure. Uh, but it just makes it, it just makes it work for me. Yeah. You know, so I'm not yo-yoing around with my weight. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. The caramel MMs thing is a phenomenon. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but development. It's, it's, an, it's an addiction. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's about two thousand calories every day, and it's about you know, it's, it is, it's, it's. So I think having a routine for some people is great, and then for some people, and I'm envious of these people who can just kind of go, you know.
0: Laissez-faire, kind of roll the ball out and whatever works for that day works for that day. And I think I'm more in the middle of that. I need certain routines to be the same every day, but I like to the variety of it keeps me on my toes in a sense. But I think you're right on spot-on about balance. You know, you can't do, you know, there's times where you need to focus on your responsibilities and you have to. Be laser focused so you can get those things done. And then there's certainly time for enjoying time with your family, enjoying what you do, whatever it is. I mean, just taking that time and being, I think when you say the value of time, I also think the value of focus is a big part of that yeah, too. Yeah. You know, focusing when I'm at work, when I'm doing something professionally, I'm focused on that. And that is what I'm doing, which allows you, when that time is over, to focus on whatever it is your leisure activities or whatever you do or time with your family and focus on that so you don't have. Two feet in different camps. You know, so you always I'm focused on this, I'm focused on that. And for someone like me who has struggled with A D D, you know, we talk we call us the Adderall session, but I am prescribed Adderall. I, I didn't
1: know that. Oh
0: yeah, I don't ever, ever I haven't taken Adderall in since First semester of my senior
1: year i have never been on it what's, what's what goes what does it do do you can well, you actually feel a difference the first hour is a
0: uh is a good time i'll say that the first so hour, what goes on i have no idea you're just you know if you if you and i were having a conversation for the first hour you'd be like man is he super engaged so it's like you're on junk it, or it slows you down of, to an extent uh but then if you're on
1: junk you're not engaged you're on yeah. a fucking
0: map I, I i i've never really done the, the junk but i can tell you about adderall is like you're engaged and then the next three hours are either brutal or if you need to get something done it's very effective what i will say though is it hyper focuses you on what you're doing but if you change what you're doing like if i was writing a paper in college and i was on adderall firing off it hurt my creativity so i took it a lot less um but i could hammer stuff out but if i got on my phone and started playing i could be on my phone for an hour really and not even think about it just so locked in and focused And it became, I mean, it was a problem in high school because I would have to take it because my grades were not good and it was due to focus. And I was on a lot of it. I was prescribed a lot of it. I didn't eat because it curbs your appetite really badly. So I wasn't eating and I was still doing basketball practice. That's two and a half hours of intense cardio. I dropped 15 pounds in a month and a half. It may cause and, you to lose weight. Too, oh yeah, because you know right? I because it wasn't. This all
1: sounds very junk <laughs> similar. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I mean it's. I think it's one chemical component away from meth.
1: Wow! 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 It's Man, I had one, no it's idea. Amphetamine.
0: It's an amphetamine. I it, the prescription that said on my prescription card was amphetamine salts, and yeah, I would I would you know so I was taking in five hundred calories a day and burning damn near two thousand playing basketball. Sure. Oh yeah. So I, bet, I was I was, try, I was shedding weight to a point where I was dangerously, I would go into the doctor to – they were asked how i doing with the Adderall. And they were like, yeah, you are really underweight. So they lessened the prescription. I started, I think, on 40 milligrams or whatever it was. I, my new prescription is 5 milligrams. And I would never even take a full one. Really? I cut it in half. Yeah. Because it is – I mean, it is like – and you can't sleep either. Nah, you can't really sleep that. if you t- if I took it past 11 a.m. I would not sleep until 10:30 or 11. Wow. I mean, it's a long-lasting and intense. And I think too many kids are probably prescribed it. Oh yeah,
1: I think that's going on like crazy. I think crazy it's a now. huge it's my problem you
0: just get and then the process in which I was prescribed. You get addicted it, to it? Yeah. Oh, I knew kids, and I never did because I I didn't like how I felt on. It. I felt like a zombie. It ruined my elegant life. Really did. But uh, I knew kids in college who could not do their homework or could not go to class unless they took their Adderall. Is that right? And it became a really bad, uh, and then they would transform into into cocaine too.
1: Fuck oh, man. Oh yeah, wow. it,
0: w- it would trans because they liked that first hour feeling of Adderall. The first hour feeling of Adderall. That's is, the high. It's a it's, a, it's a it's not euphoric in a sense, but it is like I'm excited. Like let's get something done. Like let's do some. And I think kids got into that first hour a lot of it. And they're like, I can replicate that. With was a, this it, dirty drug.
1: Uh, it was a joke that at the World Series of Poker, like these wizards. Oh yeah. Were just you know, I mean, it's absolutely. I mean, oh my God, there's not a better drug for that event where <laughs> you easily get distracted. But if you can focus in and pick oh, up things, yeah. holy shit! Yeah, I don't. I've I've never been on it. It's uh. I, when we say the Adderall sessions, I have no idea. So, no, no uh, I've I I was prescribed it for, and still, if I wanted This to would get, be the antithesis of Adderall, then, isn't it?
0: Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, because like I said, if you, because you can be hyper focused on something, and then if you do something else, you you're become just totally hyper gone. Yeah. So like it can the <laughs> terms can sessions, change, right? but it really killed my creativity when I came to writing, and some which something I value a lot is oh. like I, I wasn't I'm not good at math. Uh, I'm not good at a lot of things, but in school I was always good at writing and being a creative writer, and it killed that part of me. It may, I could get it done. Holy hell, could I get it done. I wrote 10-page, you know, work-sided paper in a night on yeah. that stuff, but it was dog shit. I and mean, it was terrible, and I hated that. And it yeah. was part due to my procrastination and also part due to I just couldn't focus. But it's a it's a dangerous thing. So if you're a parent listening to this, just be cautious and always – they start, for whatever reason, they start you on the highest dose possible yeah, right. and then move you down. I would think that the opposite would be better. Start low and move up. But I guess they're trying to wean you off that feeling. But it is. Man, I am It's, a pow- you. it's powerful shit. And it's ruined. I mean, I'm sure it's ruined so many lives. And I'm sure it's also enriched as, yeah. ma- as many, if not more, because it did help me. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that I was That's a so better new. student on it.
1: Wow, I didn't know all that. I I feel educated here on today's show. We talked about Mark Hanna briefly. Uh, Let's circle back. I'll I'll handle this one today Um, because when I was talking to Mark, I was talking about my situation. And, again, Mark is not my financial advisor. It's not a reflection on Mark. I've just had somebody, and, you know, I'm comfortable with them. But Mark and I, he is Jackson's. He is Producer Joe's. Doug met with him last week. Uh, I think the world of him. And we were BSing about, you know, the, the options I had, and he said, "You don't. I can't. I, I don't want to mess it up because it really. You don't let your job determine your life. You let your life determine your job. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In other words, okay, you want to live in Jupiter, Florida? Fine. Then figure out if that's if that's of the utmost important to you and your family. Then then just figure it out. Right. Then then you know. And if and whoever comes along that doesn't offer that as a possibility, and if that's the most important thing, then you gotta then you gotta pass." Uh, and so, you know, then of course there've been a variety of different circumstances that made, made the decision, what we decided. But with that all said, he is having a conversation with him is, is invaluable. It truly is. And that's just talking about career decisions or personal decisions, much less financial, because when it gets down to it, it, that's why you make the financial decisions you make is because of career and because of personal and the fact that he cares, he really does. It's just a different operation, man. It really is. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. I know you don't listen to anything but the Strode Cast, just like me, Jackson. 100%. Why would I? Uh, but uh, I do see we have a potential situation later this week.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. But weird temperatures along with yeah. that situation. I, mean, I we've saw got a high, high delta.
1: We got a high of 62 on Wednesday and a low of 10 on Friday, right, and the low on Wednesday I
0: think is in the f- high 40s. That is
1: correct. Yeah, yeah. I, if the if the, I could be one to go. I haven't swung a golf club, and I don't oh, know yeah. how long. I'm
0: really nervous about my first round back. Uh, yeah. It could go really good, poorly. Good, 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 good,
1: I don't know when Missouri starts registering handicaps again. I know I if I'm in Florida, it would count. But if I'm down, if I'm here, I want to say it's mid to late March. No, so I'm gonna have the handicap I'm mm-hmm. ha- <laughs> gonna have that's gonna it's gonna be I guess it's gonna yeah, be three playing is a twenty for real. <laughs> oh that's yeah, brutal. yeah it for you brutal. yeah it's gonna come back brutal. Yeah. Um so with all that said uh if you're dealing with any heating and cooling issues heating at this particular moment of the year work with the great Seth Gold Camp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at DesignAirService.com. I am a very happy client of Design Air Heating and Cooling and I recommend you become one as well, Seth and his staff. The best, just go online at designairservice.com. And now you're working with Design Air, Heating, and Cooling online at designairservice.com. That's Seth Goldcamp and his outstanding staff at Design Air, Heating, and Cooling. Doug's a client. I'm a client. Jackson's parents are clients. We recommend you become a client as well. And work with the great Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganast, Alton altontoyota.com. If you're in the market for a new car, if you're in the market for a pre-owned car, if you are in the market... For service, even if you didn't get your car from Munganast, work with Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganast. And you can email me, and I'll connect you with them, T. McKernan at insidestl.com. And I'm getting emails left and right now, Jackson, now that that buck's rope, who's the best in the Excited. business, Excited. Uh, has uh, fixed our email.
0: Great email. Great question from the last one.
1: That yeah. Was fantastic. I mean, but- that was it. Was it was a it, I don't want to say it was a bait and switch. It was, it was just on the heels of the Rams winning the Super Bowl. I wanted to go a more feel good route. I just saw Rams winning the Super Bowl, and I thought I know what this is going to be about. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we might have already answered <laughs> it. Yeah. But it took it a totally different way. God bless. Uh, Munganess, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, St. Alton AltonToyota.com. I feel like I've already gone super long, so I want to I want to revisit a few points. Here are my points. Yeah. Uh, tmastlshop.com is full of ridiculously glorious merchandise. Absolutely. Um, and if you have an idea for a shirt or a hoodie, oh, send it in. And the thing is about what these uh, wonderful people working with, they can turn it around quick, fast, and hurry. Uh, also, we're going to have guests now on uh, the podcast. Uh, email me t McKernan at insidestl.com. The great producer Joe working on that remotely. He's not going to be in studio, so you won't have Iggy and him staring at each other. Although I thought they got along well toward the end of pick six. I know it was, it, was, it was
0: amicable. It was a night and day difference between the beginning and the end yes. of pick six.
1: Producer Joe lost by a game, I guess, in pick six. Can yeah. I talk about this? Yep, yep. But I wanted him to win, not because I wanted him to win, because if he won, that means the Bengals which, yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically. I guess there was a scenario in which if the Bengals kicked a field goal to tie it, it would have been at 46, and then the Rams could have kicked a field goal and won it
0: right but then they still don't cover but they cover
1: the over yeah okay and i would have lost yeah, that yeah, so yeah. that would have been yeah but again we chopped the pot deep down do you agree with chopping the pot for 100%
0: picks? i tried doing it shit in my fancy football league a couple years ago oh and, really yeah and the guy had the same mentality of gangster p he's like oh that's so well, I was like, well, I want to make—I don't want to lose money. And that was the third time I've been to the championship three straight years, and I hadn't won. Oh, I
1: got that going, too, in baseball. Yeah,
0: I was like, hey, I want my money out of it. If I'm going to keep losing these championships, can I at least get paid out of it? And the, but my buddy—and to be fair, his team
1: was a lot better than— that. I was so went to the championship <laughs> that I chopped the pot. Although, at the same time, once we agreed to chop the pot, I didn't really spend time on picking games. Right, because why would you? So, know? I'm just like, yeah, I kind of think the Rams are going to win. And it played out— they didn't cover, but it played out the exact reason I thought they were going to win was the Bengals' offensive line and the Rams' defensive yep. line and Von Miller. It was exactly what I thought was going to happen. I just thought the Rams were going to run the football better. That I, that, yeah, that, that part stunned me. Yeah, that was wild. Stunned that was, me. That, that was stunned st- me. Not because I thought Sony Michelle was going to have 100 yards. I just thought Akers and Michel right. would be able to run the ball on the Bengals' defense. So tip of the cap there. Certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they get along. So anyway, we'll have interviews now back on. And I'm not looking like it doesn't need to be big name guests. I like a good conversation. If anything, if you want to hear a lot of the big names in St. Louis sports interviewed, they have been on this podcast. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. So, but maybe there's someone we haven't had, and you know, you want to hear from now. I'm happy to go politics. I'm happy to go music. I'm happy to go entertainment. I'm happy to go sports. I'm uh, porn. I'm, yeah. I'll go anywhere. Right. any time, whatever engages me, I'm in, you know. Uh, So Joe, you know, Joe is. oh, you know who Joe asked about? Hey, K. Adams. Hey, yeah. Mizzou, Mizzou grad. Uh, Worked at Willie's with my wife, Waiting (laughs) Tales. Hell yeah. Um, And uh, South Sider. Oh. uh, From uh, St. Joan of Arc, as a matter of fact. And now look at her. Yeah, and I. But she was on. I guess she was a guest. Well, you listen to the show, so I'm, uh-huh. I'm using you. Wasn't she a guest? Wasn't she like a oh, fantasy football? I think like, a like several isn't she times. She the one She's who gave Doug the
0: Brian Hartline yeah, trouble? drop him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had like one of the best years ever. Yeah, I, she was a. She was a. Oftentimes, that was but like in the time was, where you have two guests. A show Let me tell you
1: something. You know what I'm most proud of? Uh, fuck it. I don't care. I, I'm swerving into the hatred of me because I'm just like I don't know why the fuck everybody hates me, but they hate me. a like, fuck it. So fine. I'll just whatever. I can identify talent. And I don't know what the fuck to say about it outside of I can And I know when a show needs something, and I know when a show doesn't need something. And you know that firsthand with what's going on here over the last... 100%. <laughs> I was like, I want to go there, but I don't do that. i got to do this, and I know we need to do this. Um, Plowhawk, when he was... I'm not talking about Plowhawk now. Like, isn't he great? He is great. But the, within 10 seconds of him opening up his mouth, I'm like... I don't know who this guy is. Need is. more of that. I know that I would need it. <laughs> need uh, more of that. Larry Nickel. Not right. not to say Larry Nickel is, you know, but I just knew that he would be, yeah. you know. Need more of that. i mean, like, who is this fucking guy calling us in to like correct us on John Cena or Triple H's height and weight. You know, I right. was like whoever the fuck it is, let's get his phone number because I need more of that. Douglas. Uh Douglas. Doug, everybody was on to Douglas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Hey, K, I I was driving picture where I was. I was driving on, I don't know if it was Washington. What's the street just to the south of Washington? Um, is it Locust? Or does Locust run that way? It I, think it would, I think
0: it's Locust. Uh,
1: I, think, I think Locust because Sister i trying to picture there. maybe it's two streets over. Either way, Olive, because that's when I lived at Park Pacific. That's okay. where it was. And I remember hearing Hey, Kay, uh, which is a nom de plume, uh, on with producer Joe and I think Jay Randolph Jr. and Sarah Bruce. Sarah Bruce is super talented, too. Yeah. And obviously, I love Jennings and Prod Joe. And they did this show. We did it both, I think, on KFNS and 1380, but maybe it was just KFNS, called the One to Three Show. It was on from One to Three, the marketing department, all over it. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember driving along, listening to the show, and texting Joe going, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, she is so good, so clearly good. Young page views, yep. same thing. Yep. And and I don't know why I don't know what it is. I mean, it's not like I'm an agent, so it doesn't really do me any good. I do the same thing with porn stars. Now that I think about it, um, again, not necessarily something to be proud of per se, but but it certainly is a track record. You oh, you, you weren't in when we had Caden on, but uh-uh. she goes, yeah, it is. I have to say, you are ahead of me and Manuel on identifying girls who are going to be
0: stars in the <laughs> that industry. That I can't I, that I don't I can't explain, but I know I think with the talent thing on like maybe more media end. Is I think you recognize someone with a really quick mind. Oh, huh, uh, that's interesting. W- whether that be you know, you know, like people who don't like just stick to talking points. People who can yeah, who branch are comfortable out.
1: coloring outside the line.
0: Absolutely, and and will and always will speak their truth. You know, they're not going to disguise anything. Maybe and that's sometimes what it was. and sometimes people have to disguise. And I had no things.
1: idea what. Hey, K, K Adams, for those who don't, know what I'm talking about. What's right. the name of the show on NFL? Good Morning Football. Is that what it is? Yeah which is a damn good show. Oh, I really yeah. should just watch that cuz I can never find out SVP sports center. I watched that from the night before. That's what I watch and yeah. I read and drink coffee and then I come in here and I start texting you at 5:30 <laughs> in the morning even though you won't see me for 90 minutes. <laughs> um but uh I didn't know that she was an attractive woman, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. And people can say fuck off. This is out of line for 2022 for TV. it's just is part of the equation. Just like 100%. it is for guys too. 100%. Um so she's quite attractive but that wasn't, I'm listening to her on the radio. That I'm just like, who the fuck is this? She's outstanding. She is so good. Yeah. So good. I have wanted to have her on the podcast for a while. Uh, she doesn't come back to St. Louis now. I don't think any of her family lives here anymore, mm-hmm. so she has no reason to come back here. But I just want to bullshit with her. Yeah. But she's at a point now, I mean, she was on giving Doug, Brian Hartline advice and on with producer Joe and Sarah Bruce and Jay from one to three. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Now she's, I mean, I could be off the mark on this, but she is one of the top sports media personalities without question. But I would say media personalities because she's hosting, what is it, like people do you know what I'm talking about? It's like entertainment tonight, but it's not entertainment tonight. It's Pe- people magazine's okay. version of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what, what it is. About. She's hosting that and the good morning football thing. I mean, I, you know, I'm just so happy for her yeah. because she's somebody who has the ability to do that. And not everybody does. It's just, it's just not the way that it works. And yeah. most of the people who don't are angry at the people who do, uh, because there aren't stats. Right. You know. But like I said. I feel like I recognize it. Like Ben, young page views. He can do shit. Yeah. You know, he absolutely can. And maybe that's, maybe you are, because I, I don't know what it is that I recognize because I don't necessarily think it's automatically fast mind, but just an ability, maybe it's a charisma, but then you think about some of the names that I've given, and I don't know if you necessarily say charisma across the board, but it's a certain personalities. And she is just golden, man. Yeah. She, but she was gold. She's golden now, obviously. Everybody knows it but she was golden in 2012 when she was fucking around with producer Joe and Jay and Sarah on that one to three show. Right. You know, the talent doesn't change the ability to craft it and make it more refined does. Yeah. But you can't make somebody stand in front of a camera and do a live shot. You mm-hmm. can't, you either can or you can't, you can't make me tall. You can't make me grow hair. These are things that we just kind of get. And she has that ability. And, but a lot of people have it, but she is, she's absolutely like optimizing. And I'm super happy for so anyway to have her on the podcast that's the you know like i can have you know sports figures on and we can do that and we have done it and if the blues go on another run it was great to have ruby and armstrong and maroon 100%. and cam and reed low and everybody that we had and uh, bobby plager fuck that was my all-time favorite yeah um after they won the cup um chase was is always incredible anytime he's on he'd be a good one in the in the bullshitting right, rotation, yeah, 100%. you know, just a guy that you just come along and it's just instantaneous. So I love doing that. I mean, it's basically what you and I do here. Oh, let yeah, call yeah. it QFTA. I love doing that shit. Yeah. 100%. For real. Lesbianism, number one, and bullshitting with people who I find interesting. Yeah. 100%. Those are my things. Those are, my, those are the things that get me going. And other than that, I guess if I'm on a heater playing poker and know that I'm kind of in the magician zone or right. I'm the swings timing out great... Yeah, soft pitch shots. Those yeah. will get me going. That's a nice play. Yeah, that's that. Those are those are the things that fire up my and French fries. Right, fire my synapses. Of course, but I love it. I love doing it. And they sit here. I had this uh, <coughs> lunch with um, Tommy Madden, who's in charge of programming. Marty Link, who's also who's in charge of KC and also involved with TMA, and John Kioski, who's the market manager uh, for Hubbard and you know Hubbard and all the stations here. It's just another world. And that's got nothing to do with us. Uh, To be real straightforward, (laughs) we could be gone tomorrow. And I don't even know if they know realistically, I mean, because these are just monsters with shows and personalities are so successful. So with all of that said, he said, and I appreciated him saying this, I don't know if I told you this. I think I might have told you this. He goes, he goes, what has surprised you the most? I said, honestly, just the everybody's just so cool cool and professional for lack of a better term. You know, and, and uh, this, I'm not trying to throw Doug under the bus, and I'm not because this is a totally different era, and he's not really all at KMOV all that much anymore, anyway. We're talking 2000 through 2005. I'm like, but it's a corporation, but only just because you're at a corporation, it makes people cool and professional. Because I guess KMOV was professional, but I wouldn't say everybody there was cool. Sure. You know, again, this is 2000 to 2005. Uh-huh. This is a different feel. Yeah. And I said, so what What are we disappointing you with? Or what can we do better? Or what a surprise you? He goes, because the thing I didn't know. He goes, I didn't know about your work ethic. He goes, I mean, how you guys are... And he's talking about me and you, and that's... Yeah. A, I don't know, no, know Because no. They, that's, they, they do their thing from 7 to 10, and right. that's all they're obligated to Everyone do. Everyone has a role. Yeah. And, 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 and God bless. Uh, he goes, I just didn't. I said, well, I don't know. I, I, we just like being here. 100%. But also, we've you know, worked to have this opportunity and I'm not going to go, okay, well, everything will take care of itself. I'm going to do whatever I can to optimize the opportunity. Yeah. You don't get opportunities all the time. No.
0: Uh, and,
1: uh, and so I appreciate that as a compliment, but if anything, it's a compliment to this yeah. place that we want to be here, yep. you know, that we want to be here and we want to be, it's not like, I'm like, Oh God, this motherfucker just showed up. We got to get out of here. I got to hide behind somewhere. So <laughs> You know, it's just a, it's just a, it's a different vibe. And so I love that, and I love that that kind of it celebrates creativity. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I guess one thing we could have run into is if they would have gone, yeah, we knew TMA was a little blue for lack of a better term. Yeah, but God, we didn't know this. You gotta they haven't said, and what have we been here now, six, seven weeks? They haven't said a thing.
0: No, if anything, they've celebrated it. Yeah, yeah. And well, they learned it. A lot. And I'm
1: like, yeah, that's, that's you're right that we did say that today. I'm like, fuck, I forgot we said this because now I'm meeting with the sales staff and I'm right. having these conversations. But um, yeah, it's when you're able to work at a place that cultivates the creativity and or natural chemistry of a show or a personality like I'm talking about with Kay, it's great. And then from a monetization standpoint, well, it's great for them because it's got a bunch of downloads and oh, yeah. uh, both TMA and the Tim McKernan show. And I was surprised to see I, I, the, the Tim McKernan show downloads because um, we only post, what, two a week. Right. So I love having these conversations with people. It's not like I'm like, OK, we're done. Let's get the fuck out of here. I was planning on doing like a half hour with you today. On how what are we at right now? Well, I'm gonna, I, hold on. I like to
0: yeah, guess. Yeah, throw these. a guess out.
1: Hmm. I'll make the noise. Do, do, yeah, do. Thank doo, you. Doo, doo, doo. I'm going to go hour and 38 minutes.
0: Hmm. You took the over, and uh, unfortunately, you, you overshot it. We are at a buck 23. Wow. At wow. The I moment. was kind of way off, too. buck 23. Well, you know, like you said, the value oh, of time. Yeah, mm. that's flying by. This I is what Learn value. said
1: when she was on the show. Um, yeah, Learn would be somebody I'd love to just sit and bullshit with. Because I think she's been on my podcast three times, I think. Twice. Really? Yeah, twice. One of which was the first time we met, uh, and I remember walking in. I could tell she was a little uneasy uh-huh. because she and we've, me and her, have talked about this since because we didn't know each other. Yeah, and we're just yeah. like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Yeah, and then it just,
0: yeah, it stuff went. like that always. You know, you you get to know people, and 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 then once you know, like, have a relationship or a rapport with somebody, it's like. Like you, like an hour and twenty five minutes can go by like that because right. there's things just naturally happen and you get a better sense of timing and stuff like that.
1: That's correct. So
0: you get a feel for some people. That's why I think you know a weekly rotation of bullshitting. Yeah, is, is learn it.
1: chase Gabe. Who else would be in my rotation? At the top of my head. If I'm just vibing, I wish Ben Frederickson could. I know. Do stuff. He's so good. He's just a good because I we disagree on some stuff, but it isn't like oh fuck I can't say anything like yeah. it's like and I know it's coming from you know a good place with him. And right. It can be good back and forth. I don't know. maybe I'll text him and see if he can. I don't know. Maybe he don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who else? I'd like to have somebody to bull like with Jennings maybe on golf. Maybe me Jennings and Iggy bullshitting. Mean, you be in You yeah. talk about it. Yeah, hundred percent. I is. just I just like. Bullshitting with people who I respect their opinion, their personality, senses of humor. Yeah, hundred percent. And maybe they can correct me on you. Caden. Absolutely would. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, there's a good
0: opportunity. There's a stable love, there, Jay. right? And then just bullshitting about golf too. I think there's such a market for that, and people like it. And you know, it's a it's. I think it's a great. I love what we're gonna be doing with golf. Yeah. In the upcoming year. I think that's so smart and I think it's gonna be a ton of fun and I think the listeners will love it. Yeah.
1: The video you're talking about, the video. Video,
0: yeah, but like even after like a tournament doing some stuff, you know, after a major, just talking it over, just I don't know. I think like like you said, like whenever I listen to a podcast, I listen for the bullshitting things. And there's some podcasts I listen to exclusively for interviews. Mark Marin comes to mind for that. Yeah. I love listening to Marin interview, you know, Marty Scorsese or, you know, Quentin Tarantino. I love that. But also like, you know, podcasts where a couple guys who have built a rapport have a rapport just bullshit about what's going on in the world or what's going on with their lives. And I think that's what keeps you coming
1: back. Yeah, that's you what I found. I'm, that, I, for real, I'm sure Joe Buck has never been interviewed about daddy issues, his podcast with Oliver mm-hmm. Hudson. But I'm dead serious. Like, I know he was at the Super Bowl yesterday. I was yep. supposed to text him actually today to set this up. Um, I'm sure he's coming back from L.A. He is coming back from L.A. I figured he'd be heading out for a while. But right. he's coming back to St. Louis. Yeah. Um, want to talk about the Super Bowl or whatever, and I will, but I'll t- obviously take the St. Louis-centric view of it. 100%. He's got a weird spot, because I don't know if his partner's going to be back next year and, with Aikman. Oh, yeah. That's going to be interesting. And I'm sure we'll talk about how to handle however he wants to handle that, because that's just the way that things are, and it's not his call. But uh I like his thing, which is what I think works with Rogan, but like I said, I haven't listened to it in a while, and that's not some way to <laughs> skate out of the, the controversial topic. Um But I love him and Oliver just bullshitting. Oh, yeah. that's what I like.
0: Oh yeah. I think so
1: many podcasts and I did it. Started out like, we gotta get great guests, we gotta get great guests, but there's a shelf life on that. Even if you are like I feel like Stern has kind of reached that point now. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, here's Jimmy Kimmel again and here's David Spade again and here's Yeah. Is kind of his, and even how how is this possible? Even though I'm not a big Beatles guy, Paul McCartney's not on like all the time. Yeah, there's oversaturation, for <laughs> you sure, know. And, and you, you just yeah, so it's like, okay, this is a kind of our stable. We're gonna bullshit, and occasionally we'll have somebody different, because I the, the audience I know loved guests, but you get to a point, and we did, and it just happened to coincide with COVID, where it's like. Wow, what else are we going to do? Yeah. You know? And since my interviews were more kind of life story stuff, it's like, okay, we already talked about this with this person. Right. But yet this person is super interesting. Let's have them on and talk about other shit other than their life story. 100%. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. And because I like being here, it's like, yeah, fine. Okay. We already did three hours of TMA and an hour of balloon party. I'm good with doing more. I like doing it. The goal going in, Jackson, TMA, 101 ESPN. Sound story and the podcast. And maybe all four will completely fail. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily expect it, of course, but you know, that's why I don't want to go, okay, we're just gonna do this at this place. Because right. then if that doesn't work, or if the place doesn't work, then you got a problem, on your Absolutely. Hands. So let's diversify. And let's, let's take a shot with all four of them. So anyway, there it is. Uh, plus, uh, we welcome you to uh, participate yourself by emailing in T. McKernan at Inside Us STL. Like, what's my homework assignment today? Oh, when you started noticing time. But mm. if you're Jackson's age, you probably haven't. And I think that's a good way to go. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I think yeah it's yeah. I think it's a pleasant thing. 100%. I think it's a pleasant thing. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. It's really happy. But I don't know if you know how happy it is when you're in the midst of it.
0: Yeah, I think it's something that you shouldn't be consumed by it, but you should always acknowledge it. Yeah. I think that's the best way to balance it. We talk about balance knowing it's there, being cognizant of it, but not letting it consume your life, letting it just be a presence that you're always aware
1: of. Yeah. I just, like, I I think it makes, it helps you make better career and personal decisions. Yeah. I just think that that's the case. I could be off on that. Like, the, Biggest, probably biggest miss as far as jump in income that I had in my career was not getting. Well, I already had an agent, um but he, I wasn't really at because I'm like, I'm in St. Louis and I'm, I'm doing TV and radio and I'm making, I don't even know what I was making at the time, but it, certainly a nice amount of money for my age. And I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm content. Yeah. So I'll just come in and I'll take whatever shitty, and it was shitty, like, five percent if that raise at kmov when they're kind of like we don't give a shit if you stay or not you might be good we, we might think you're bad who gives a fuck if you quit it's not going to impact our bottom line in any way and if anything we might pay somebody something less, less and yeah. we don't give a shit because it's not gonna impact our bottom line right that i should have had an agent when i was i guess i was hired 23 and then my contract was a three-year deal so like a 25 because i would have been just knowing how the game is played yeah. even now Especially then, though. God only knows what the fuck. And I hadn't stopped taking Propecia. So I had (laughs) my full lid, and I was 25 years old with Emmys. (laughs) Shit. I mean, that would have been... Now, the question would have been, would I have gone? But that was a miss. Why was it a miss? Because I'm like, I'm 24, 25, working in my hometown. This is the greatest thing in the world. Absolutely. So you don't think about it from that standpoint. So, yeah, I just... I Yeah, I don't know. Uh... It was a nice question that really had nothing to do with time but got me on time, and yeah. I don't even know how the hell we got on it, but here we are yeah, spending a lot great. of time on a question that had nothing to do with time. All right, time to shut it down. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com, James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Seth Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. And as always, thank you to the listeners for sending in your questions. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Support SoundStory. Support the sponsors. Support TMSTLShop.com. Thank you for listening to the Tim McKernan Show from the Home Expert.com studios. Peloton,
0: let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
1: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just
0: surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes.